Tanya for the 20th of Tevis, but first the story. The famous Baron, Baron Shimon Rothschild wanted to do the mitzvah of writing a Sefer Torah. And he wanted to be ridden by someone who was extremely God-fearing and, and had a lot of... Um, it, was a, it was a big time Chacham, someone who knew a lot of Torah as well. So he... He found, he searched for uh, a scribe who really met the criteria. And finally he found in Russia someone who really met the criteria. He brought him over to Germany and he, he paid him a very, very large amount of money to live there and under his watch write a, a secretary for him. And he received the money in, in, in increments and this way he could take the money and send it home to his family who you know he was, he was far away from. As the Torah was nearing completion, as it was almost finished, Reb Shimon Rothschild called the scribe over and asked him to make a calculation of how far along the, you know, how much work has been done, where things are holding, how much money is owed. And so he took out his notebook and he started showing him for the month of January this, for the month of February this. And Reb Shimon was so upset. He said, you're counting the calculations based on the secular month a regular person i understand but you're you're a person with so much fear of heaven seemingly you know you you should be counting it based on the jewish month or, or based on the pashias why are you counting it based on the english months or the secular months Rabbi Shimon gave the, the say for the rest of the money and he told him go home he told him take your say for terror with you i i want to find someone else the tanya so far is talking about the benini and the Benini is a person who's in complete control of his city. And that comes as a big surprise, you know, based on the beginning of the Tanya, where we have all these questions, we're trying to assess whether Benini is actually holding in life. The, the Benini is someone who's in complete control of his thought, speech, and action. He is in the driver's seat. He's never done an Avera. He will never do an Avera. And of course, that famous explanation of the Rebbe, based on where he's holding right now, that's the place where he's holding. That he's not in a place where he could have, and not a place where he is able to do a sin. And so, what's the what's the actual difference? Continuing along with this, the actual anatomy, the essence of the of the godly soul, and its ten levels, which we explained at the very beginning of the Tanya, the three intellectual ones and the seven emotional ones. The, in the case of the Bainani, unlike the Tzaddik, he doesn't have control over that element of the small city. The thoughts, the, the thought, speech, and action is in, is in the Bainani's control, but his intellectual capacities and emotional capacities are not in complete control. For example, there are times where he will have control over his, his, um, faculties, let's call it, anatomy of his soul, where his um, intellectual capacity, emotional capacities will be dedicated to God. For example, when he's davening or is he saying Shema, then he will. And down in the physical world during the time of during the time of Shema, where a person is uh, um, going to high spiritual levels, then his intellectual capacities will be connected to Hashem completely. They'll be able to meditate deeply about the greatness of Hashem. And at the time when the Spaniard is dawning, he'll be able to power up his love towards God in his right side, 
with a fiery love towards Hashem. And we ought to have this love towards Hashem, connecting to Hashem and doing Torah, doing mitzvahs. So this is what Krishama means. When a person has Krishama, a person is firing up his godly soul, letting it have a deep, deep love towards God. The Benini, when he's saying Shema, has this deep love. And it's almost like a tzaddik experience that he is able to have this love towards God when he's saying Shema and he feels it and it's real. And it's like a tzaddik experience. And also when he's having saying the brachas before Shema, which is the rabbinic um, um, decree that we need to say the blessings before and after Shema. During that experience, he's able to have this incredible love. And it's so powerful and so intense that even the anatomy of his soul, his things, the parts that usually aren't in his control, like his, um, like his intellectual capacity towards God, his chacham bin andas, or his emotional chesed malchus, in that experience of Shema and the blessings before and after and the Shemayin Esra, he's able to actually, and Tfil in general, he's able to have this Sadiq-like experience. The Oz, and in that experience of him saying Shema, and what happens is the evil in the left side of his heart, which isn't really in his control, but during davening, when his when his intellectual capacity of his soul is fired up to such a degree, it's able to spread into the left side of his heart. But and I was going to make this clear. Unlike a tzaddik, this doesn't last. A tzaddik spends his entire life like this, with his with his um, godly soul overpowering and and dominating his the evil in the left side of his heart. In the case of the bainani, however, it only lasts for moments. He'll have shema and he'll be fired up. He'll have shmoneser. He's fired up. He says aleinu and maybe he says the the tehillim after davening, and he's still all fired up. And then he walks out of shul, and suddenly he starts to feel the impulses from in, within his heart. His uh, thought, speech, and action—not thought, speech, his chacham um, binadas, his intellectual capacities of his animalistic soul and his emotions of his animalistic soul—will suddenly start to wake up, and he'll feel them. After davening is finished, once his godly soul's intellect of the godly energy within his godly soul um, leaves him, suddenly in the left side of his heart, the, the wickedness, the evil starts to wake up. And suddenly he wants to have a chocolate cake and he wants to have a really good kugel and he, he wants to have all the physical things he wants to have because the left side of his heart, the animal soul, is very much present there. He hasn't destroyed it. He put it to sleep while he was davening. And now that he's finished davening, it's back in its awake and it wants to, and it's lusting and, 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 and desiring all those pleasurable things that exist in the world because animalistic soul is selfless in nature and that's what it does. And we'll continue explaining what the pain in the is in the, in the subsequent, in the upcoming class. Thank you so much for joining the Tanya. The Tanya is literally Nishma Shin, um, the Ili Nishmas Shimonabas Paris. And anyone else that needs uh, before Shleim, and also for the success of all the Jews around the world, especially those in Israel, and especially for 
the Jewish the soldiers that defended the Jewish people have a wonderful and very successful day. And thank you so much for joining.